hey it's another beautiful day um, and beautiful opportunity which i don't take for granted to once again share another interesting episode with you uh thank you so much for dropping by thank you so much for just clicking on that link just to listen to this and today i am dedicating today's episode to talk about women to talk about all the beautiful ladies out there and to talk about our mothers reason being that the whole of this week has been an exciting week dedicated to celebrate women and climaxing today being sunday to celebrate our mothers uh on that note i just want to uh talk about something i find really interesting and the reason why it's interesting is because i believe it's going to bring some some people some young ladies out there who for one reason or the other maybe you've experienced abuse you've experienced uh, uh, certain events that have shaped your life negatively and you have carried this burden for a very long time because you don't feel you have any value you don't feel you have worth and reason being simply because you are born a woman um i find it really interesting that sometimes you 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 think until you are uh, uh in a particular form especially for the women you think it's when you are a man you think it's when you're created in a particular way that's when you feel valued but i just want to tell you that just for being a woman you're special just for being a woman you are made uniquely uniquely in a way that no man can ever contest that with you and it's much more than just being special but it's about something that is even deeper something that is mainly about purpose and you see for everything designed on the face of this earth and made on the face of this earth purpose usually precedes design so whatever you make you design it to fit the purpose for which it's created and this applies so very well with what i'm about to share with you about the uniqueness of womanhood and the reason why i am sharing this is to redirect our beautiful ladies and beautiful women out there the fact that you are made not just uniquely but you're made for a divine purpose and the purpose precedes even your design the purpose it's bigger than you can ever imagine and i want to do this in a very unique way uh and to do this i would just read a passage of scripture that talks about the fact that 
what god desires us to know about him is made plain this is romans chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 it says since what may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has he has made so that men are without excuse now this is where i started thinking and i said if god's invisible qualities his eternal power and his divine nature is being revealed is made plain i started wondering what does that mean and then where can i find these invisible qualities if it's plain if it's visible it's invisible but god has made it visible god has made it plain so that we can we can clearly see and we're without excuse where can, where do i begin and you see one interesting subject matter that has been a point of debate is about a very controversial question whether god is a male or God is a female and in recent times we've seen debates coming up to say uh, the feminist agenda coming up I mean extreme feminists coming up with this whole idea of why not we rewrite Bible and say God is male is female and all it's in response to the uh, patriarchy system that many societies run with where we feel the women feel oppressed and the women feel they do not have a voice and it's in uh changing the the personal pronoun used for god which is he in scripture to now reflect she that they believe that there is some balance in the bible but i, I want to say something that i believe it's even much more Will, will give much more value to women than even fighting for stuff like that. The Bible tells us that what can be known about God is visible. His invisible qualities is made plain. And my mind just quickly went to this subject of gender, this subject of being feminine and being masculine. And I started thinking, if... As scripture said that God created us in his image and then he created us male and female. There has to be something unique about our gender that reflects something about God. But because it's a very controversial issue, oftentimes we rather not engage it. But think about it for a moment. Think about it for a moment. Um... If God made us male and female, and both gender reflect something about the image of God, the question I ask myself on a day like this, where we're celebrating mothers, is, is does God have some motherly qualities? Granted, the Bible speaks of God in a masculine personal pronoun granted 
don't debate that. We don't debate that. Nobody should debate that. You know, the Bible never refers to God as a mother. But we see the Bible refer to God as a father. Using a, a fatherly figure to sort of represent God, to sort of give us an idea of who God is. So God is referred to as a shepherd, which are, in a way, masculine and not a shepherdess. God is seen as a king and not a queen. God is seen as a lord and not a lady. Uh, God is even referred to as a husband, not a wife. But, having said that, question I still kept thinking about is can God again be seen from the fact that he made us male and female what is what is feminine about God right and really it's unscriptural and theologically illegitimate in any way to say God is a mother but I believe that God has a motherly heart and for me, this thinking, I think, will re-revolutionize the mindset of a lot of young women who feel that it's when they are men, or like men, that they are now complete. Because again, the thinking is the masculine man is the embodiment of perfection. But you see... Every single woman that walks the face of this earth is created to reflect something about God. Now, this is where there's a bit of a twist. God usually speaks about himself when he talks about himself in a masculine uh, gender with a metaphor. And you see, a metaphor is a figure of speech that refers to something that it does not literally denote in order to suggest a similarity between the whole of one thing and the whole of another thing. So, for example, we say God is a rock. But that does not mean that God is rock. It's a metaphor that metaphorically tells us something about God's strength and dependability. But in the same manner, the Bible talks about God and gives us his motherly qualities, but uses a simile. Now, a simile suggests resemblance also, but it uses words like like and as. So, for example, God is like a mother. It's scriptural. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the Bible agrees that there are some aspects of God's personality that are motherly. Forget this, right? God is not a mother. But God is like a mother. And when we understand these differences, it helps us balance the extremes. So the Bible uses simile to state to us that God is like a mother. God is like a woman giving birth. And we see that in Isaiah chapter 42. God is like a nursing mother. We see that in Isaiah 49. And God is like a mother hen. We see that in Matthew 23. 
And God is like a mother eagle. We see that in Exodus 19, verse 4. So, as I think about this, I now ask myself, so, if God is like a mother, and on a day like this, I think it's important that we bring this aspect of God out and we celebrate our mothers. But think about it for a moment. What are some of the features that makes women unique? Some of the features that make women unique. I mean, they're physical features. And the reason why I'm saying this is so that every woman will celebrate the gift of created in the way she is created. I remember, purpose precedes design. Purpose precedes design. Now, one of the unique, most unique features of a woman is her womb. Men don't have wombs, but God made women with wombs. The second unique feature I want to highlight is that God created women with unique breasts. Men don't have the unique breast that women have. And the third feature I would want to emphasize is how God made women with unique hands. The hand of a man, no matter how soft it is, is hard compared to that of a woman. These three qualities for me express something about the nature or the quality of God. And these characteristics, for me, I believe, they precede just the function what is the function of a womb the function of a womb is to carry a baby but come to think of this do you know that the word compassion that's used in the bible is the same root word that we find the word womb and tell me the womb isn't it the most compassionate place, the most secured place? So the word compassion, the word racham, is the same root word we get, the word womb. And I think that the womb reflects beyond just the function of keeping a baby safe. It reflects the compassion of God. And the second feature is the breast. The breast tells us something about the nurturing nature of God, the comforting nature of God. And interestingly, science tells us that the breast milk is all that a baby needs to survive in the first few months of the baby's life here on earth. Isn't that amazing that the breast milk is sufficient. It tells us something about the sufficiency of God. So when you look at your, your breast, what does it remind you of? Do you think it's just a feature that is there for decoration or something? No. It has a divine uh, purpose. And the purpose is that it points you to the sufficiency of God. And the third feature I talked about is the unique hands of a woman. And you see, 
when you think about the unique hands of a woman, what comes to mind is the fact that God's protectiveness reflects something about God's protectiveness. So, beyond just the woman anatomy that you think is just a matter of design, it has a divine purpose. It's not just a matter of design, but it has a unique purpose. Now, have you thought about this? That God talks about this whole concept in Exodus chapter 34. He says, the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there. This is Moses with him and proclaiming his name, proclaimed his name, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. And that is a word that captures the idea of a womb. Compassionate, compassion, racham. Gives you an idea of God as a compassionate God, a gracious God. Now, when you read the story of First Kings chapter uh, of of these two prostitutes in First Kings chapter three, verse sixteen to twenty-eight where Solomon applies the wisdom of knowing who actually owns the living baby. The story of two babies who died, and then one was alive, and then the other mother woman was claiming the baby. And Solomon, in the wisdom of God, uh, requested that a knife be brought and the baby be divided into two. Now, quickly, the mother of the living baby, because of the compassion, because of the love she has for the baby, rather opted in that the baby should be given to the other woman. But the other woman, because this baby didn't come from her womb, insisted that the baby must be killed. Now think about it. This reflects something, like I said, about God's compassion and God's uh, 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 graciousness. So when next you think about yourself, your anatomy as a woman, think about it from this perspective, that God created your anatomy beyond the design. It has a divine purpose. Come on, celebrate your anatomy and don't feel shameful about it don't feel disdain about it created in god's image which includes even your anatomy in a way reflects something about god's divine qualities and characteristics so come on this mother's day be excited about the fact that you are created a woman and not a man. Thank you so much for connecting and thank you for listening. I hope you find this useful and beneficial to you. Have a blessed day.